really surprising because one day you talk with someone and they're super chill and down to earth and everything's okay mm-hmm. and there's this lockdown and two days later instead of talking with them you feel like uh, you spent an hour and a half on FaceTime trying to calm them down. Welcome to Quarantine Dailies, an experimental podcast that each day explores these unprecedented times through the voice and perspective of a different one of us around the world. I'm J.D. Picard, and like many of us, I'm stuck at home. As more and more of us get quarantined, our daily lives, jobs, relationships have been affected in ways that were simply unpredictable. Our goal with Quarantine Dailies is to bring you a different personal story every day, from how their life was before this all began, how it is now with quarantining and social distancing, and what they are striving to do or shape up for the future. Yes, a lot of it is bad and scary. But through these conversations, it's clear. There is space for opportunity and optimism, even if in small, everyday ways. Kuba, could you quickly introduce yourself, like who you are, what you do, and uh, where are you in the world right now? Okay, hello. Uh, my name is Jakub Krusznik, but everyone calls me Kuba. Yeah. Uh, I'm born in Poland. Uh, then six years ago, I moved to London, where I'm based uh, right now. It feels like home. I work uh, mainly in coffee, but mm-hmm. uh, also I'm involved with different hospitality projects and having a couple of different interesting side projects of my own. Sweet. So you mentioned that just last year, um, that's, how, that's how you met someone that, that we know in, in common, um, which is Chetan, which actually was on this podcast too. You were working at, with a, a, coffee, a coffee project by Alan Ducasse, was that it? Yes, yes. So I was uh, involved in opening and setting up Le Café project in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for a year, I was responsible for um, running operations in the cafe. Uh, in uh, London too. Uh, we helped uh, training people in yeah. uh, Dorchester restaurant as well. Yeah. So that was really, really challenging, but amazing experience. Ah, sounds awesome. So definitely like deep into the hospitality experience. And so before all, all this started, let's go back to January, February, what, what were your big plans for, for the year? So this is supposed to be a very exciting year for me, uh, as uh, at the beginning of the year I was supposed to move uh, to a new place. I just mm-hmm. finished my employment uh, with Dukas, mm-hmm. so I was taking it easy, figuring out what the next steps are, started my part-time baker job, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, trying to figure things out. Yeah, sweet. And you mentioned that you might even want to try and so you have uh, some cool side projects written to blog and to coffee. Also, potentially later on, be able to open your own uh, your your own place. So is that yeah. was that the plan for this year, or is this maybe for for another so, year? So this year, main focus was on a blog, and that's why mm-hmm. I decided to have less challenging uh, employment and part time mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to restrict a bit of the options, but uh, have much more time uh, to focus on those things. Uh, so the blog. Uh, well, in January, our release date was end of March. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. But that didn't work out well. <laughs> uh, so now we're not having a release date. We're just uh, dipping, dive in, and figuring out what we actually want this uh, place to be. Yeah. And then next year, uh, I was planning to open a cafe, but right yeah. now we'll see how that's going We'll see how that shapes up, of course. And so, uh, can you... Uh, can you just look at uh, and uh, tell me about the, the work you do. You sound like you're really passionate about it. What, what is it that you really like about 
about the different work that you do both in hospitality and with coffee? So this one's quite funny because uh, I can't really do things I'm not interested in. Mm, okay. Uh, while uh, I'm interested in a lot of things. First, okay. coffee. Um, I'm interested in uh, coffee flavor. I started exploring that. All of a sudden, I realized I'm trying different varieties of bubble and comparing their texture, acidity, and sweetness. Oh, sweet. With okay. that, uh, I start drinking more wine. I start drinking different craft beers. I yeah. start um, baking. I start uh, learning how to cook. Mm -hmm. So for me, it all started with coffee, actually. Like Interesting. Okay. Before that, it was everything for fuel to sustain myself. And then coffee opened my head. And it's like, oh, this kind of work, but it also can be amazing. Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, coffee as a world is just... I think once you first... Once you have that first coffee that blows your mind, it just changes so, your perspective on everything. Totally. I totally agree. And then you're like, what the hell? And where have you been not... all my life <laughs> yes yes i remember for me it was like uh i i love coffee i've always loved coffee for a while but it is for me coffee that was just a simple espresso standard italian style that, that was it that's what you drank and then i remember i had this beautiful um beautiful super acidic espresso in brixton and then that blew my mind yep. up and then from that moment on yes too much money spent on coffee that's what happened. That's what happened. That's why I work in coffee. I used <laughs> to work in advertising before, but actually my budget is much better since I work in hospitality. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> you get every, all the good stuff for free. Nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And so, um, when did you first start feeling, uh, hear, more than just hearing about COVID-19, when did you start feeling it of actually affecting your day-to-day your -day life? Okay, uh, I think it was um, beginning of Feb uh, when I was just moving houses. I was mm -hmm. about to change job. Uh, okay. So it's beginning, beginning of February, you say, yeah? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I had a couple of personal tragedies and I had to go back mm -hmm. a little bit and mm -hmm. start isolating myself to take mm -hmm. care of myself. Yeah. So right now, while I was like, negotiating the new deal uh, with my work uh, and changing jobs week after it turns out uh, that yes i have a place to stay uh, but my work that uh, i'm about to quit doesn't need me anymore and mm. the work i'm about to be signed uh, needs me but it's about to close and okay. they really would like to employ me but in two months mm. So then, so then you kind of like force you realize, oh damn, like stuff is closed. And so in, in London right now, so our most hospitality, is it like over here? Like most hospitality kind of jobs and, and, um, and places are, are just for all intents and purposes shut? Yes, uh, or working on minimum staff, uh, mm. doing only takeaways. Most of the restaurants are closed. Mm. Most of the coffee shops are closed. Uh, roasteries are focused more on the retail business as well. Yeah. So a lot of my friends that are working for a roastery or more um, local-based coffee shop, they still have work, they still go to work. But most of my friends that are working in a city or work for the bigger companies, they're laid off. Mm -hmm. And um, so what are you doing? To, to cope with this with this period? What's, what's your plan to be able to cope with this? 
so um, it was difficult at the beginning, um, but uh, actually right now I'm quite excited about it. Mm -hmm. um, in a way that it allows me to do a lot of things I didn't really have time to do, or mm -hmm. when I did, I had excuses. Yes. Right now, you have absolutely no excuses. You have to be <laughs> there, and you have to figure out uh, something to do that you're not gonna go mad. So I just dived in in uh, my work, and uh, so far it's been great. Okay, that's good. So you really. I keeping a really positive perspective on this and and just 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 out of, out of context so right now over there like you you're you were saying that you're you're allowed to just go out once a day just to exercise and otherwise just get essential stuff from the shop and that's pretty much it that's that's pretty much it yeah, yeah so that's plenty of time in your hands so um yeah. what are you the most anxious about right now um so uh my biggest anxiety for most of the time uh was about how many people uh from total normal individuals would gave up to their fear and went completely insane without mm -hmm. having any common sense mm -hmm. and uh so did, did you see what, that a lot did you see that around you or, yeah or? Uh, oh really uh, okay the people i know as well okay. and it was really surprising because one day you talk with someone and they're super chill and down to earth and everything's okay mm -hmm. and there's this lockdown and two days later instead of talking with them you feel like uh, you spent an hour and a half on a facetime trying to calm them down okay and, you know i don't mind doing that but it is just very surprising experience because uh, this is not how i felt about the whole situation at all mm. so what what were they doing like what's like what, what was how did you notice that that they were really panicking yeah so first of all uh not being able focus to what actually is happening mm -hmm. uh giving up to the media panic uh, mm -hmm. so more like oh what we're gonna do if we're gonna be shut down uh i need mm -hmm. to buy this i need to buy that oh i'm very sorry i can't uh, do this thing that we were planning to do okay. no matter if we can do it at distance but i'm just gonna stay home and not yeah. go out of home for the next two weeks yeah like whoa okay yeah <laughs> so that is the right now but in the long term i'm a bit worried about the recession yes and yes. the economy uh, consequences mm. of it yes yeah because they're unpredictable right it's complete uncertainty i think that's yeah. that's definitely the that's that's the place we can all be the worst hit for sure uh in terms of anxiety though I've, i have noticed uh some people feeling easily overwhelmed right now so even though they have more time in their hands or staying home um they're like no i i can't really have a I don't know, five minutes to chat or whatever right now uh because i'm just dealing with so much you know i have my kid at home and stuff and some people are taking it in like in an easy way and they're like it's fine extra time with kid there's kids screaming in the background while they're doing a conference call it's like it's what i have to do it's life and some other people are just like really really stressed out and overwhelmed by all this it's it's yeah it's fascinating to see what's going on that's, that's the thing that's been coming back to me last couple mm -hmm. of months uh, as i mentioned before because like shit will happen to us no matter what yeah but the only thing we can do while dealing with it is our perspective that's yes. the only thing we can uh actually influence yes yeah you can look at it as half uh, empty glass and everything's gonna be crap but yeah. otherwise you can take it as a challenge or an adventure and actually get out something positive from this negativity yeah and this is how i keep being sane right now yeah yeah 
Yeah, uh, it's uh, totally. It's it's uh, it always comes down to that, right? Uh, you can only focus on the things you can control, and um, and so much of this panic is about things that we cannot control, right? Like, exactly. um, I cannot control the government policies. I cannot control all these things. I, you know, as soon as the policy comes out, I can be the first to try and uh, uh, file for it, apply for it, whatever it is. But until that is, you know, there's, there's limited amounts. So we, it's a, it's an interesting balance right now where we have to be informed but not, you know, not just consume all this, all this noise that is coming out and then yeah. just focus on understanding ourselves and what can we do right now? What's, um, even just to get busy, I suppose, is, is important because otherwise our mind wanders to really what-if scenarios that are really destructive. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, uh, boredom is quite an interesting thing because, like, mm. some people can't deal with it and they get really anxious. Well, yes. other people are like, oh, there's so much interesting stuff I haven't done in ages that I can do now. Yes, yes, yes. I've uh, I, I've had my own personal struggles with boredom, and uh, I used to hate boredom a couple of years ago. But now I realize that's when some of the most creative things happen for me. It's just like you're so bored that something something good happens out of it, just just as a survival mechanism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the most interesting questions are like born in boredom, you're just chilling, and then you're like, "What if?" And then you're like, oh. "Yes." <laughs> you just keep going. You just yeah. don't stop. Okay, so has the current situation made you realize that you are taking something for granted? Oh, uh, so definitely um, the friendship and the relationships mm. with people. So being able to see them, being able to chat with them, um, being able to hang out, yeah. you know, uh, that is uh, super interesting to see that so many people are in those stressful situations just focus just on themselves while yes. a lot of other people kind of uh, open up mm. and uh, I think uh, taking it for granted when things are good and uh, being like oh everything's good and everything's work out and then seeing like this panic and yeah. being like whoa actually a lot of people say a lot of things but they don't do that and actually, yeah, interesting. just saying things doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do those things. So mm. seeing then confronting the action with the words was just mind-blowing experience for me. Okay, so you see like even in people, your circle of people that you have around you, that, that you know, maybe whenever like what their persona was or what, what they say, whether it aligned or not with how they're actually switched. behaving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, not with everyone, but with uh, some people. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's absolutely fascinating. But you're saying, like, before we started recording, you were saying, like, one of the ways you, you decided to help out, right? So part of you, yes. for you, right? So, so can you tell us a little bit, like, how, how, how did you get engaged in the community to just help out in, in whatever way you can? So, um, first of all, when I got uh, to the point when I stopped having to work, and mm -hmm. uh, I saw what's happening around me. Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, I have lots of time. I have a lot of things to do, but also I wanted to feel useful. Mm -hmm. So um, by going through the online um, charities, yeah, I found a charity called Dare to Care. Okay, that, uh, is uh, helping people in need, especially people that uh, either cannot get uh, essentials or cannot get out of home to get mm -hmm. them. Um, I'm involved 
put the part that's uh, packing uh, the packages and okay. hopefully in the future help with the delivery. Okay. But uh, it is very interesting to see how many, how little actually government does in the grand scheme of things for people in the small communities uh, and people in need compared to the people that realize they part of the community around them and start helping each other out. Oh. So how did you find, like, what's, what's your, your thoughts on the people that you've been collaborating with? You didn't know anyone there, right? So, what's, no. so have you been able to engage with people as part of this, this volunteering experience? Definitely a little bit more, uh, but uh, this is just starting. So um, from the point I got registered uh, to the point I actually had the first voluntary uh, session last Friday, mm -hmm. uh, it was two or three weeks for them to find the location, sanitize yeah. it, uh, get donated things, uh, get uh, in touch with the doctor uh, to check how we can do it, uh, so we're not gonna contain anything, contaminate anything, right? contaminate anything, mm -hmm. because that would be the worst thing that of one sick person would spread it to other yes. people mm -hmm. through the charity. So I guess this is quite complicated. So far, the safety reasons we did uh, were quite reasonable. So mm -hmm. you go in, uh, you sanitize uh, your hands, your face. I already had the mask on me, so I changed the mask. I got uh, clean gloves and sanitized all my keys and phone because I wanted to make some photos. So mm. after all of this, we kept distance uh, from each other. And uh, it was like a production line. One person was opening the boxes, hiding yeah. them in uh, pieces. Other person was writing something on a bag. And then it all went together within I think hour and a half we prepared around over hundred uh, uh, packages. That's so uh, within hour and a half of our life, and that was five six people we were talking about. We mm. could help over hundred people the day after. That's amazing. That really is amazing. And I think it's it's really fascinating to see uh, people people actually. Some people are, as you said, shutting down, but some other people are really like you going out there and in, in whatever, whatever way, shape or form, and just having such clear, clear goals of how, you know, we need to help people get access to food. We need to, you know, keep, keep people safe. And it just helps drive so much, uh, so much action, uh, which is really, really beautiful to see. Um, is there something that you're enjoying more nowadays? Maybe with the extra time or, or maybe just, with extra, extra time it's just the extra time <laughs> extra time extra time and extra mind space so mm. personally last two years uh, i felt like i've been running uh, i mm. had two uh year-long employments that were really high demanding and i learned loads i mean it's brilliant experience but at the end of it i was drained i, I yeah it took me about a month to you know uh make jokes again and be <laughs> able to see other people <laughs> rather than yeah. think like uh i would prefer to stay home maybe yes you know, watch something because <laughs> i suppose for work for all that time you had to be social right if you're behind yeah. the bar or whatever you have to be social so that just must drain you right totally i mean imagine you go to work you wake up fairly early uh oh. and uh, then you meet your colleague and uh, for example in the cast environment then 
through that day, depends on the day, you might see 100 to 200 people, Damn. of mm -hmm. which uh, maybe 20%, you're going to have at least half an hour conversation. Yes. And you're going to take care of them, explaining them what you do over and over again, and answer their questions and make them feel like they're uh, in their living room. Yes. But, uh, just served by someone that uh, breathes in and out uh, yes. the coffee and the whole experience. So sometimes we would have a group of six people. They would stay two hours and I would go back home. Mm. Uh, there would be a dinner uh, at my home and I would say hello, eat it and go to sleep and answer only the questions uh, people wanted to ask me but overall say like i love you i love your company i want all the hugs <laughs> but i won't be talking much because <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> oh, yeah. your social yeah your your social batteries are just drained by them yeah. it's just like you start feeling like there's absolutely nothing you have to say like there's there's conversation going you're part of it you're appreciating it but you're not going to improve it by opening <laughs> your mouth <laughs> you're a pure audience role a pure audience yeah. role yeah. yeah which is a nice experience too <laughs> yeah of course and so um just as a side question like right now with that is there any particular show or movie or book that you're enjoying right now oh yes for sure so uh, i've been catching up with a lot of uh, shows that i didn't have the time to okay. watch uh, and I knew I'm gonna binge watch. Okay. So, for example, Altered Carbon, uh, two okay. seasons uh, with um, maybe 30 hours. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also like to work and have like some series in the background. But you know, so you, you never have a time to slow down with the work enough to be able to focus on series. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I'm the most creative when I'm doing this. Interesting. Okay. It's kind of a paradox, but when I'm like dipping in and out in both, then the things in between that are happening are the most brilliant. I know. Oh, it's cool. So altered carbon. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Um, and is there any particular thought or concept or maybe a fact that you've been pondering about recently? Yes. So I've been thinking lots about how we can use the technology Mm -hmm. uh, to help us out with the current situation because mm -hmm. for me seeing like the government's responses in a lot of places they don't really make any sense and everyone's yes. kind of trying to play the game and get out with it with a face but no one has an idea what to do actually mm -hmm. and uh, what freaked me out is the fact that everyone's well, a lot of people are panicking, but there is not really a source of uh, reliable information. Mm -hmm. Even if you're going to go to uh, local news, most of them won't tell you where the science research they're quoting is from. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking, like, is it possible to find a platform to not only share this kind of information, but mm -hmm. have some maybe uh, verified whistleblowers? that mm -hmm. could uh, start a conversation and yeah. that could spread in a bit uh, more controlled way mm -hmm. but faster than uh, just populist media yeah yeah and uh, the thing i would love it to be is connected to facts so the events uh, correlating yeah. with uh, the news but also the science behind it yes yes because i re i'm really upset in nowadays how we have lots of clickbaits but actually the information that's contained in the article isn't really correlating with the title that just made you to click it and spend time kind of trying to discover it 
Yeah. Now it's just like I like to call our times the disinformation era. We had the yes. information era when uh, before, but now there's so much of disinformation that no one knows who's telling the right thing. Yeah, it's not really a platform to uh, see that and to, to have a constructive conversation about it and also to share the information. Yes, it's really tough. Uh, there's a few little bit of platforms for different, different for specific topics, but that's definitely one of the hardest, hardest uh, topics of our time. Um, but for example, in, here in the U.S., there's this app called uh, Countable, and um, and I have become a complete um, fan of it because it, it just discusses like what bills are going through the Senate and through the House of Representatives at any point in time, and has a quick summary of the facts, and then people can rate, put, post their opinions underneath and oh. say if they support it or not. And it's just great, like that balance of this is what's happening. This is generally speaking what this bill is about, right? And they're trying to do it as neutral terms as possible. Mm -hmm. And then is, there is the, there is like, it just says, uh, do you support this view or not support this view? Maybe you support this view. And then the comments below say, each comment, it, people clearly say whether they support or not support that view and then discuss that. And I found that really, really insightful in a, in a way of being able to explore a particular subject um, in, in a quick way because you get everything. You get facts and opinions relatively yeah. quickly and so a lot of their work is about uh, you know sometimes a new bill comes in and like we haven't had time to analyze this bill fully yet so but we'll post an update here as soon as possible and then when it, when there it is then it comes in i thought that really really good example but other than that i don't know much yeah but this is exactly what i've been talking about it uh is it just for us or is it like depends where you are this is just for us it's um it's just it's, it's very specific to how the you know their their senate and their congress works, works. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know everything is is very aligned to that you can contact your representative so i can i live in texas so i can somehow send a message to uh to senator ted cruz which is great a hero complete hero <laughs> and so, so i can send a message to him uh through that which is quite um which is really smart it's really interesting. i think so I yeah I've got I've got my dog here that is definitely one uh, one of the part of Someone needs to keep you company. <laughs> exactly. No, someone he really wants to be interviewed. That's the thing. Like he just really wants to be part of the podcast too. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, well, he's in pipes, so we're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest opportunities that you see for yourself through all this? For myself, definitely. Mm -hmm. Realizing and reevaluating things I want to do, and mm -hmm. finding a good process that works for me to achieve those things. Because before it felt like I'm trying the things that are important to me. I'm trying to kind of put in my schedule, but now there is no schedule, so mm -hmm. I can prioritize things that are important for me, and then see how can I manage the rest of the schedule towards this so yes. it's quite interesting change of the roles yes it's um how, how are you finding that are you finding is that are you finding that challenging still to be able to just organize your day to put the most important things for yourself first or how, what's your perspective um, on that so um half on half i would say so okay. there are days that are really easy and i do things uh, that are like all the things from the list for the day and a couple extra things mm -hmm. and then there's days like yesterday when for the half day the biggest struggle was to get out of the bed 
I had two coffee breaks from the bed, but yeah. <laughs> Even then. <laughs> I know, such a true story, so true. Uh, and finally, a um, uh, couple questions. Is there anything that you want to uh, uh, promote and um, as, as, or any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? So definitely I would uh, love to advise everyone that's particularly healthy and maybe young and fit, but everyone that feels like it, uh, check out your local charities, check out your local neighborhood help and see mm. how you can be part of it. Sometimes it can cost you literally detouring 15 minutes from your way to the shop and you yes. can help someone else. And uh, one day it might be you, but also like if mm. you're in a position that you can help people, this is the time that we actually need and everywhere anyone that can help is really, yes. really appreciated. That's awesome. And um, finally, where do you, do you have any uh, Instagram handle or somewhere people can find about, out more about you and, uh, and the projects you're working on? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my name on Instagram is Kuba Klucznik. Uh, Klucznik is a Polish name and it's uh, really difficult to spell. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll put so, it in the notes. I'll put it in the notes um, so that people can find it more perfect. easily. Perfect. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you so much, Kuba. It was an incredible chat and um, stay safe. Thank you. You too. All the best. Really pleasure to talk with you today. Thanks for listening to Quarantine Dailies, a project by J24D. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can show us your love in two ways. Number one, leave us a comment and five stars on Apple Podcasts or any other place you use to listen. Number two, do you know someone else who should be interviewed? Drop us a line at podcast at j24d.com with their name, their city, and contact details, and we'll be in touch. Now wash your hands, keep your social distancing, and stay safe, friends. Talk tomorrow.